welcome to Adulting the Cryptid, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living in effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. I am Gideon, and I'm super cool. I'm Roscoe the Dad. And I'm Gene. And I'm Ashton. I am leading today's show hosting, and that's purely because we have a wonderful guest, Doc Sammons, with us here today. Hello, Doc. How's it going? How's everybody doing? <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a blast. We already have tons of laugh. I don't know if we're going to make it through here. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if we get information across. We'll yeah. try, but you know. We're going to have a good time. We promise that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. No worries. We're happy to have you. Um, we invited Doc along because he's, um, he's the percussion director up at the University of Utah. Um, professor of mine uh and uh love the way he teaches and the, and the things he teaches and um gets to deal with people who are growing into adulting all the time so we just thought you know who better to come help us kind of work a little bit over those sort of transitions well and what's fun about this for me ashton is that doc salmon's really i mean he, he left our house at like 17 and change and we kind of handed him over to to Doc and, and said, "Here you go." And and I think what the first time I met you, I said, "Well, how's he doing?" Because I'm 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 willing to whip his butt right? <laughs> or something like that. And uh, we've just been able to have that go back and forth. And so I I guess it's probably going on what uh, f- two years at school and and a couple more while you were gone. You guys interacted so four and a half five years. Yeah, we're starting year three of school actually now. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, yeah, he's so, a junior. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's yeah, senior now. No, I'm a junior. Junior now. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna yeah. take me a little bit longer to graduate because right. I did some crazy classes, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, how do you how do you eat the elephant, man? One, One bite, bite at a time. time. That's how it goes. Small small bites, chew thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Exactly, exactly. Can't put the whole thing on the grill; it doesn't all fit. So, do you mind telling the audience a bit about yourself? Just kind yeah, of basic so background. I'm the uh, director of percussion at the University of Utah. I also do a lot of freelance work, as you know, symphony. Um, the probably the most recent thing, I just got off the tour, national tour with Aladdin, which is a blast. Um, and um, to my background, I'm from Florida originally. You know, music is my passion, turned hobby, turned career, turned all sorts of things. It's been, I think, one of the keys to success. And I'm really lucky to, to be doing what I'm doing is I've turned, uh, I do love what I do. So, you know, I've never worked a day in my life. And I think uh, if you can find that in your life, Whatever it is, uh, if you can turn that into your career, then you're going to be successful at it. I think that's one of the, the big things. So my parents were both band directors, uh, grew up in a teacher family, uh, grew up around the band constantly. Uh, the drum line was always messing with me, teaching me stuff I probably shouldn't know, uh, but teaching me a lot of good stuff too, like right. great, great five stroke rolls or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, you know, so I grew up a lot of, around a lot of older kids, uh, right away. And, and I think that helped a little bit too. And went to university of Florida, got a bachelor's of, um, in music ed and, uh, then did my grad school work and in, in percussion and, uh, lucky to get a job. And here I am, man, just pushing the rock, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's you know, how it get goes. building the brand and, and trying to do as much good as I possibly can. And, and then again, I appreciate you having me on here because that's exactly how I, I took it when you asked me. I thought, wow, this is great for, you know, kind of those ideas pushing us. See the ripple effect. Right. You for know? sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So you said your both your parent both parents were band directors. Yeah, band directors. At the they same, worked together, yeah. Oh, at the same school? Was it a college, <laughs> yep. high school? No, high school. Yeah. Oh, that's Beach High School. Cool. My dad just uh unfortunately my mom passed away in ninety five, um, suddenly. 
And, oh, sorry uh, to hear that. That's, yeah, uh, that's that's okay. I appreciate that. And uh, my dad just retired a couple years ago. And oh wow, yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he's good. doing really good. And, and is he still there in Florida? And still there, and uh, he loves it. Now he plays grandpa. That's what I told him. I said you're gonna play grandpa now, where he goes in, he does a clinic, but he doesn't have to, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He can play with the kids, rattle, you know, rile them up, and have a good time, and and then. Okay, bye. You know, and, yeah, give and, them all the sugar and go yeah, home. Totally, exactly, exactly. I love it. Doesn't so, have to be there for the consequences. Right, right, right. Well, he had, you know, he had forty-two years of, oh, wow. of being the director there, and very successful. Just got uh, inducted into the American Bandmasters Hall of uh, Association, and uh, there's only that's like four awesome. or five. Uh, it's, a, it's a select group, and uh, but yeah, we're so that's kind of my upbringing. I love, I love sports. You know that. Yep, um, for sure. Uh, in fact, I sort of sometimes would think I, w- I miss my calling. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but you know, that's the great thing about being at the university, I think, is it, it, one of the reasons why it's my dream, my dream job is because I get to do so many different things. Um, I get to play orchestrally. I get to play drum set, you know, world percussion. I get to do some of that stuff. I get to play solo. I get to work with young people, which I love to do. So it's, it's, um, so it's like the hub. Right. For me, it's, it's got everything. Totally, everything and I can I can make it how I want, and uh, it works out great. Well, that's great. one of the reasons I'm so excited about is uh, having you with us is because you're seeing these uh, youth as they're leaving high school, yeah, transitioning into that college, and you've been at the university long enough to now see them transition out of being a student into quote unquote real life, right? Yep. And 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 frankly, I think it's all real life. But but the reality is you're seeing these principles in play, so it's it's going to be fun to have your perspective as as somebody who's molding this generation. So well, and I, that's it's it's I never think of it like they're not my own kids. I never want to overstep that you know that bound. Uh, sometimes I have to remind them that like I'm not your parent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually just come home and told me that. Yeah, he said, I got yeah. the lecture that he's not my I'm dad. Not, I'm not your parent, you know. Nor do I want to be. I don't want to overstep that. But you know, you do see them. They come in and they're 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 young and and they grow up right in front of your eyes and, and really quickly in four or five years. And then my former students have been lucky enough to get jobs. Knock on wood. And then you see them get married and you get invited to their wedding and then next thing you know they're having kids and. And it's, you know, again, they're not your kids, but you are connected to them. I think, and I think what we do at the U is it's so important. Um, and what we've built, especially in Ashton has been a big, big part of that. Um, it, is we've built that kind of environment that it feels that they, they stay with you. You know, you're not just a student, you're in it together, your colleagues and your colleagues for life, you know, that relationship stays on. It doesn't end when they graduate. Well, and I've told Ashton, I think that's the biggest thing about college right now is that it's the network that you grow. I mean, it's the skills you develop, but it's also that network. And so to keep people close and, and, and pick them close. Cause I know some of my college friends have been the biggest influence on finding the right gig, knowing that the, the, the opportunities that are out there as well as just what's changing in the industry for me. I think know? any industry Okay. Any industry, take any field. I think if you boil that field down, again, I'm not an expert in this. <laughs> I should say that. But to me, at least in, in my view of it and, and all that, it, it does at the end of the day boil down to relationships. Yep. I agree. You know, I think, I think you're, I think that's what it is. For sure. Uh, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, mechanic, whatever, it's all about relationship. You're selling something. Guess what? You're 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 selling people. You're selling yourself. It's not about the product that you're selling. It's about the relationships 
And, and I and I tend to believe it's even stronger now than it ever has been because the relationship is not transactional like it used to be. Right? You used to be if you went and got bought a used car and you got burned, you could tell your five or eight closest friends, but that was it. Now you write a Google review. Right. You know, you you, you have mm-hmm. platforms that you can get on and and soapboxes to but rant. Everybody's a twenty four hour news anchor, right? You, you got it. Awesome. That's not what we're here to talk about, but yeah. thank you for letting us go down that rabbit hole for a second. <laughs> Got to chase um, them all, you know. Get them where you have them. But uh, I like I like in Uduction how you kind of jumped on uh, buzzwords like the brand, pushing the rock, yep. um, and and transitioning from college to college, from high school and out of college, and those sort of things. So I kind of wanted to start there um, with building a personal brand. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to start with something that you had, or if you wanted me to throw something at you first. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think we can do that. And and the brand will kind of reverse engineer it. How about that? Okay. Um, the brand is a way to put down your values or your beliefs or systems. That we're gonna, how are we going to do this? Well, we got a system. And it's a way to, 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 to take uh, very complex and maybe hard conversations or difficult conversations or just complex ideas and boil them down into a one or two words. And hopefully those words are funny um, and they're because they'll be memorable. And if they're right. memorable and they're funny, then people will use them, like the studio. Sure. And you start to you could start to have this shared vocabulary, um, and it's all positive. So, for instance, one of our one of our I'm thinking of one of a, a negative thing here, so I can reverse engineer it to be a positive thing. So, for instance, if um, if I said clean and green to you, Ashton, what would that mean? Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, We have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about it, talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, The Power of a Humble Mediator where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So, if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, you know, 
make it look nice, put everything away, turn the lights off. Right. You know, that's, that's there you that. go. <laughs> I said two words. He said 10. So, and it wasn't me saying, Hey, um, we need to make sure the studio is clean, you know, clean your room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put up, put, throw the trash away, all that kind of stuff. It's like, Hey, cleaning green. And, and we're good. Yeah. Totally. And so it's a way to, uh, hold yourself accountable. It's a way to hold other people accountable. If you're hmm. going to be a leader in any way, it's a way to, to check in on your people, to check in on your systems in a positive way. It's not a negative thing. If I said, Hey, Ashton, you need to clean up your room. That would be kind of a negative thing. And you probably wouldn't want to do it. If I said, we've talked about that yeah, before on the show. <laughs> yeah. I said, if I said, Hey man, cleaning green, you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and then you're with me and your ownership and we're good and our relationship is more collegial. And I think that's really powerful for any leader. Uh, for me as the head of percussion, you know, I have to be able to have those conversations. I want them have, I want to have them quick. I want to have them, uh, you know, painlessly. I want it to be positive. I don't want it to be negative. Everything's right. positive. So that's the brand. So brand is if to, to kind of translate what I'm hearing and hopefully like you guys can throw it in here, but it's the brand is a, a form of statements that are concise that share a larger message. It's a shared vocabulary. Yeah, for sure. It's a shared vocabulary that's concise and easy to use, all that kind of stuff. And so why, why do I do that? Okay, well, that's the actuation of ideas like process. You know, we can say we need to be intrinsically motivated or we need to do X or we need to do Y. But a lot of times those conversation gets bogged down. It's like, well, how are we going to do that? How are we going to actually do that? And so the brand is that way of, of actuate, you know, actuation. And we came up with a brand word today, right? We had masterclass yeah. and we were joking about something and somebody said the shred shed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that isn't going to mean to a lot of uh, to people listening. It may not mean a lot, but we sure. know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and so the, it's a living thing and we're constantly coming up with and expanding the, the brand and what that means. And, and we have a head. I brought it. Nobody can see it, <laughs> but it's a oh, big wow. red U and it has, you know, our core values on it. Head so, as in the top of a drum, yes. not a literal head. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so you're aware. Thank you. Drum head. We're talking drum heads. So, uh, so, so with this... Oh, we do, oh, I'm, a shameless plug, we're going to, we'll get a picture of that, throw it on our yeah, Instagram, Facebook, and, and have Doc and then the kids with it for yeah. sure, because that's, that's super important, right? Because it's a visual thing. Right. One thing I thought if, when you talked about uh, clean and green is that now you've, because you've instilled that into Ashton, right? He can turn and tell the under, you know, the the, the junior class exactly what that means, yeah. and he does the quote unquote lecture, right, and right. does the teaching, and and allows you to free up and do the creativity and work right. on other things, not necessarily stuck in the weeds. Exactly. And wow, that's powerful. Exactly, and and that's a kind of a CEO mindset, business like model, it. where like I'm not doing that. You know, they've they're doing that themselves now. The studio is and the members are. And they, they don't even what what's the best part about that is our our in our call them our new friends. I, I don't ever refer to them as freshmen. Okay. Very rarely do I. Um but I I've worked that out of my vocabulary the last couple of years. So my new friends, they these things are up on the wall and posted and they'll say, Wow, what does that mean? And now they're curious. Yeah, yeah. And now Ashton isn't telling them, they're asking Ashton. Oh, that's a good point. So it's that next level of ownership and, and curiosity. If if people, if your students or your workers or whatever, whoever you're managing in any way, if they're curious, 
about the craft, they're going to be successful. And chances are your company's going to be successful or whatever you're working with. Your like organization it. will be successful. Sure. And even, even personally, you could be successful right. as well. Because then if you become, like you were talking about, intrinsically motivated, you're now curious about something beyond yourself. Exactly. It's a motivating factor. So you're talking about the per- you, that with personal brands. Let's get to the personal part. Sure. So... Oh, good. I was kind of wanting to water it down just a little bit as well. Okay. Um, because I remember the first time I came across this brand, it was the first day of drum camp. Um, you gave us like this little packet and you're like, draw a picture of your brand on it and like, and, and, and create this, this thing. And I remember that was the first introduction to it. And since has developed for me, I was just kind of wondering where you first got that idea and kind of like what made you latch onto it so much. Yeah. So you're talking about me making everybody make their own brand. <laughs> yeah. Like draw our own so, pictures. So I still know what it was too. I was, you beat me to it, man. <laughs> See, we're great minds sync. think alike. Or at least yours did. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> Touche. Um, <laughs> um, where, what, were you, what was your first? So I remember in the center of mine, it was a clock. And that clock was being lit by a fire. On either side, there were two hands that were equal. Yeah. And, then, and so what it meant was timely fire was motivated and hands were even because I was really worried about making my hands sound the same. Even hands. <laughs> you know, that, that was purely drumming, but everything else, yeah, you know, was, yeah. so what is it now? Do you have one? Um, it's been a, I haven't I drawn, put him on the spot. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Yeah. It was important. <laughs> so I haven't drawn a picture in a while. Um, that is not my form of art. Um, but I definitely have been thinking about specific, um, buzzwords really that I like. And one of them today was funnel for me, yeah. you know, like, and I mean, I can explain that more if we want, but that funnel, um, being honest with myself and then also patient with myself, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause being honest will motivate me to move forward and being patient will realize that it takes time to figure out what I'm trying to figure out. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. That was those. a big buzzword for us today in class too. Yeah. I like what class. you said about funnel earlier. So if you want to share that, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, sure. So, so when we're, when we're practicing a lot of the times, at least for myself, a big habit is always to just try and punch through everything, just find all the notes, get it through, go top to bottom. We kind of talked about that in our season opener. Um, but today I kind of had this realization I was practicing and then, um, I was working on my drum set and there's this one little groove that I was having a hard time. I slowed it down. I was kind of putting it together. All of a sudden someone knocked on the door, came in, asked the question and I answered it, whatever. It took about two minutes. They closed the door, walked back out, and all of a sudden it was in my hands. I was like, oh yeah, I can play that. That's cool. And I realized that it's because practicing is like a funnel. When we put too much stuff into the funnel, it will overflow and we won't capture everything. But if we fill in the funnel, we give it a second to breathe, let it fall through, we'll capture everything we wanted to get in, and we can start filling it up again. So maybe that's your brand for the week. It's a funnel. (laughs) You know, and and that goes like, you know, we were talking about how to eat an elephant, you know, uh, one bite at a time. Yeah. And you got to digest. Even if you take small bites, you can't, you can only eat so many bites in one setting. So I, I think that answers kind of the, your opening statement. Sure. I know you had some other questions for me. So just, just go down the list. Uh, just rock on, man. Just real quick, um, Gene Gideon, do you guys know intrinsic, extrinsic, and those? Do you mind just going just real quick, maybe a high, high level version of that? Okay. So intrinsic values are values that come from within, like, I practice because I want to be a great drummer. So my career is intrinsically motivated. Uh, percussion is my passion turned career. Um, extrinsic would be I'm going to practice piano because mom or dad or whoever's going to give me $5 if I or practice piano. Or if you don't. I think those are both <laughs> extrinsic maybe, right? What's that? The threat as yeah. well. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so that's just a kind of a basic 
you know, analogy. Gideon, does that make sense to you? What's intrinsic to you? Intrinsic was the personal one, right? Like yeah. why you're doing it? Yeah. So why do you ride your bike? That's what I was going to explain. Because a lot of the time I get wound up like, oh, I want to get sponsored by this guy because I've been working on it. But I got to think, man, I'm doing this because I love it. And it's kind of a therapy for me. So, sorry. Well, I was just, yeah, it just helps me calm down and everything. And it's, I just really like it. So the love part is intrinsic or extrinsic? Intrinsic. The sponsored, I want to be sponsored is? Extrinsic. Extrinsic. There you go. Right. I mean, I remember having to learn that difference because I grew up competing marching band, indoor drumline, all right. that stuff. It was all a competition. I grew up playing football as well. Like, that's all about beating someone else. Right. And so when I finally got to a place where someone was telling me, he was like, dude, everything can't be a competition, man. You got to, like, start working, like, because you want it. And I was like, how does, how do you even do that? Like, right. you know, it was, it was a huge I, I paradigm don't, shift. I don't want to th- promote that extrinsic is bad. Right, for sure. You know, I think it's, I think it's good to, to get things, but it's that shouldn't be your sole motivation or source of inspiration. Um, extrinsic, it should be from within. And I think when you do that, you have more of an intrinsic process. And when you do that, you're going to be more successful. And I, and I think as well, like probably is that the extrinsic search, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it shouldn't be, if you get the reward, you know, you can be fulfilled. We kind of talked about that today in our in our master class where it was like the fulfillment has to come from knowing you gave it everything you had, not knowing that you beat the other guy. So you can still be motivated to try and beat the other guy, but that value is saying, I want to give everything I have into this. And if you do that, you can be satisfied regardless of the product. Right. And to wrap it all up, not to beat a dead horse, <laughs> but you can be competitive and still be intrinsic. And I'm competitive with myself. I'm a very competitive person, but <clears throat> most of that is can I push myself to be the best that I can be? And if I, my standard is high, if I know I reach that, then I'm probably going to be competitive in the outside world. You know? Right. But it's intrinsic, then extrinsic. And there we go. Sure. All right. You got some questions for me. I Well, I actually came up with one that's not on the list. Oh, wow. Um, and it's You're kind of put me on the spot. Totally. Because it's our podcast and I get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I got some stories. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is I know you're ready for it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because okay. so you, you put me on the spot and asked about my current brand. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you about yours. When you think mm-hmm. of your personal brand, what is what is it? You know, I don't have a good answer for that right now. I think the thing that I will say is I broke my middle finger uh, back in May, as you know, mm-hmm. and it was bad. And for about three weeks, I thought I was done. Wow. And so as I love percussion, it's been my life for so long that you're not, even, you know, you're not just losing a hobby and right. you're not just losing a career. You're, you're losing both. Well, and your self-identity at some yeah, point exactly. in time, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. There's a whole identity yeah. that you go through. And so it was like three weeks that I thought I was done. And, and, um, you know, it's one of those situations where adversity situations where you either kills you or cures you. And so you try to take adverse situations and you use it positively and strategically to hopefully come out on the better, on the other side. And one of the things that, that I actually wrote this down today was stop labeling things good or bad. They just are. Yeah. How many times is a bad, have you had a bad situation? And then you're like, man, it actually turned out okay. 
uh, or that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and then other times where maybe it was a good situation, but it ended up being bad later. Who, who knows? Right. So, you know, I tried to use that as motivation to get back, to get my playing back and, and my, and my drumming back. And so I guess my brand right now is I've, I'm going back to like my beginning percussion lessons. Yeah. And that's what I think about. Um, and I'm taking everything I've ever learned and ever known and ever was taught by most of my teachers and my parents and all that I know and trying to funnel it. Yeah. See what go. I did there? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. But doom ching. <laughs> drummer. A good callback. Call I'm back. a com- comedic <laughs> act. I'm trying to funnel that into and bring that all in, to bear on in one moment, in one place, in one time. And yeah. I think that's, I don't have a brand like, oh, flower. Like buzzword. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's that. You know, yeah. that idea right now is my brand. Sure. And, and, and I think is kind of what I'm getting from it as well is just the, the superpower that is within simplicity, you know, being able to keep it, you know, in that, in that core. That's, yeah. I, was listening, yeah, I was listening to our last podcast and we talked about that consistency, the simplicity of com- simple versus easy. Right? Yeah. And com- yeah. Something like that. Sim- simplicity <laughs> of consistency, but yet the consistency is the hard part. Yeah. Right. And that's, and, and no, that's a great story. And how is your finger now? Sorry. Totally, I'm, I'm, I didn't know the whole deal. That's all right. I'm coming back. I'm not there yet, but I'm on the way. I'm, I'm, I'm like three weeks ahead of therapy and that's awesome. They kicked me out, told me I was doing fine and to come back later if I had problems. And I went, okay. And, and you're off on your, I'm just you, doing the thing. You know, I think that's great. I think the, the good and bad, um, labeling of stuff is, is very, uh, maybe first level, right? Because you come out and you go, oh, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. But but to your point is is some of the bad, perceived bad, is it has the best good that comes out of it, right? right? I mean, this gave you a moment to reflect, to go back, to go back to some of the roots, some of the, mm-hmm. some of the core of who you are and make mm-hmm. sure that your identity doesn't get too tied up into what you do. Well, yes. And that's, and that's a hard, for me, it's very hard. And we talk about not riding the roller coaster. You know, okay. nothing is ever as good or as bad as you think it is. Mm. And and not riding the roller coaster, not labeling things good or bad. And um yeah. You know, get back to get back to core, you know. I like it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that leads back pretty well into um something that we've talked about a few times before is that is when people are stressing about stress about stress. <laughs> and I know that you see a lot of that, and so I'm just wondering your thoughts on that process? Yeah, so this is a you said you like stories. Yes, okay, please. So More this stories is a great story, um, and this is you could plug this into any year or any moment. But so every every summer, I'll try to make it brief. And if I need to move along, tell me. Okay. Um, be uh, it's got a good punchline though, so you know, wait for it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, every summer I send out a, a letter about fall auditions. And it lays out what we're playing. It lays out when, where all the information's there. I even put in like how to be successful at your audition <laughs> tips for success. And go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I remember, I remember that shift for me when I first got those letters. Yeah. And then like, I was like, everything's here. Like everything, like, yeah, I've never had someone give me everything. Like, right. <laughs> like this is so crazy. you almost think, and this is funny because you're right. You almost think it's too good to be true. You're like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I know there's got to be some hidden information. There's a trick question. There's a trick That's, question. It's not yeah. all C. I know it. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's no Christmas tree to test. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happens is I'll get an email from a very nice new friend. And they'll say, 
Dr. Sammons, you know, do you have any tips for me? I'm not sure exactly what to do. I'm just so worried about, I want to do so well. They're product driven. Ah, I want to do well on the test. They're so driven to do it. And they're like, I just, can you help me? You know, do you have any tips for me? I said, okay, yeah, sure. Did you read the summer letter? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, did you, did you do it? Did you comprehend did, the summer letter? <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing you read? Well, and they'll tell you, they'll, they know what's on there. I was like, well, did you do that? Well, I, well, see what they're thinking. <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah. to, but, 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 but what they're thinking is it can't, A, it can't be that easy mm. or B, they don't want to go through the process, right? They just want the answer at the end. Right. Or they're worried that the process, they don't trust the process. So then it won't, they, they're worried that if they do it, they won't lead to, they want to know they're going to be okay. And I always tell them, you know, I'm not my fa- One of my favorite sayings is, you know, I'm not going to let, I'm going to let you swallow a little bit of water in the pool, but I'm not going to let you drown. Right. You know, you've got the, you got the, whatever you call those, those floaty, floaty arm things. floaties. Little yeah. Floaties. You're good. You know, how'd you right. learn how to swim? You got in the pool, you swallowed a little bit of water. It's okay. Your parents didn't let you drown. Okay. So they just, they're either <laughs> looking for the magic. They're, he's laughing. Gene, this is, Gene wanted to say, well, my dad almost did let me drown. Yeah. My dad almost drowned me. What? Uh, no, edit it out. <laughs> but I learned how to swim real good. <laughs> yeah. I became Michael I, Phelps. I, uh, I swam away from my dad all the time. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> swimming became an escape. <laughs> so they, so they were just worried about not being good. Right. And they're worried about not knowing something or they're worried that they missed something or they're worried that there's a magic bullet that they're not seeing or it can't be that simple. can't be that easy. Hey, it is that easy. Just boom, 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 boom. Follow the steps. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so they get worried about being worried about possibly being worried that they might get worried. <laughs> and so how do you solve that? How do you keep yourself from doing that? Well, you have to understand how to break things down. That's the process part. And then it has to be intrinsic. So for instance... You have to be interested in the steps, right? And um, and it's always say first things first. You know, play. I don't play golf, but I the analogy of golf is good for for music and what we do. And it's like we're on the first hole. You're worried about the third shot on the tenth hole, and why don't you just worry about the first shot on the first hole? And you might hit it in the bunker. You know, you might miss the fairway and it might land in the bunker. But then your job is to just to play the best shot from the bunker that you can and make the best decision in that moment that you can. It's just a series of, and I said this in my lesson today, I wrote this down. I'm going to read it. It's that good. I said, life, uh, I told no names. <laughs> uh, I said, life is about uh, setting yourself up for a series of small victories. And that I think speaks to being intrinsic. It also speaks to process. Which is sort totally. of like, as we talked about, the two main themes of what I thought I could offer to the podcast uh, and to young people. It's just, you know, first things first, man. Play the first hole. I really, I really liked, so you, you said it when we were talking just before we started the show, but you said intrinsically trained. Um, and I think one of the reasons um, that there's worry upon worry upon worry is just because people are so worried that if they don't achieve the standard that they've gone through maybe school and perhaps even life with is if I don't get product a, I don't have value, you know? And, and 
yeah, intrinsically trained, I think was a really cool way to That's way a to really say good that. word. We should remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Well, it's recorded. It's, it's Yeah, can you put that on a loop for me so I can just, <laughs> just hit it? It's going to be on your number Like you pack. did to me yeah. when you yeah, 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 were yeah. doing the whole. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to we'll, we'll, stay tuned. We'll put the doc answers at the end on that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that get go. Yeah. Hey, Gene, I have a question. You're getting you're in your senior year, right? We're talking through some of this you know, is it uh, intrinsic, extrinsic? And then how do you, like for tests and school prep? And I mean, is there a lot of pressure as a senior to get things right? Well, I mean, there's two main schools of thought for seniors. It's either, hey, I just need to pass these classes or yeah, these classes need to be done very well. But I'm, I feel like... I haven't really felt like I'm a senior yet, so it's still like, yeah, I need to do good on these classes, but I mean, I've always done pretty decent in my classes, right? so I don't feel any real extra pressure. Gotcha. And I think the answer is somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? I, I, I One of the things I always shock my new friends when I say, just take a B. Just take a C. You got a, a general math 101 class? Dude, be that thing. You know, you don't have to go. You can you can go instead of three days a week, you can go one day a week and get a B. Yeah, go one day a week. Take your B and practice on the thing and focus, I guess, on what, you know, you're there to play percussion in, in, in my world. No, you're right. You know, my students well, are to... Well, C's, C's get degrees, right? I mean, yeah, that was the joke. Yeah. And and, and, and and it was a joke, but it wasn't. I was yeah. I was a young man providing for a family, and there was times that I purposely had to say, look, yeah. this this one, C's going to get a degree, and the question always comes up even in the business world, do you need to take five classes and get all A's, or do you take one class and get an A, or do you take five classes and get all C's? And, and I'm more of the... I'm more than let's still take five classes because I'm still very goal driven. But at some point in time, I think I have to check myself at the door. Well, we talked today about spinning plates um, wow. and we all have spinning plates. And sometimes you just, you know, you got to let one go or you're, you're going to drop them or some of them have to spin twice amazing. as fast. Or yeah. Some of them yeah. are just on a slow twirl. And, and you know, if you're a, a, a freshman percussion major at the University of Utah, maybe Matt, you know, Math class, don't gosh, don't share this with. The <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't. We want, do. I do. They got to keep their grades up. You know, of course, they got to keep their scholarship and and good standing. But you know, take hey, take that B. And, and sometimes that's it's totally a personal call, right? I mean, right. you as the individual, and I think that's what you're doing is you're saying, hey, calm down, right? I was walking up the hill tonight, thinking of all the things I had to do, and I'm like, hold on, it's first really just first. One, and, and it's one step at a time, yeah. right? I don't need. I don't need the next five steps of this planned out. It's not bad to know that you're on a golf course and what golf course you're on and kind of where you want to go. But to your point, if you overthink that, then that's where the problem happens, right? You're like, oh, I just need to hit this, and then I can hit this, and then I can hit this. Where if you just f- focused on the next shot, the one shot. Um, I, I Yeah, the tough part for me on that first things first, and this would be an interesting conversation for me, is – I'm a new freshman, right? You took the advantage. Oh, I'm sorry, a new friend. New and, friend, yeah. And, and, and but I come into uh, with you, it, you've laid it out. You've mapped it out. It, some places are not as lucky, right? You, you don't even know that you're playing golf. 
right? So, so I struggle with the first things first sometimes. Sometimes I just say, take an action. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You don't even know if you're playing golf, you're playing croquet, you're playing bad. You, you're not, you're not certain what you're doing. Just do something. Do something. Make a big. I say this all the time, but if, you know, if you're going to make a mistake, make a big one. And sometimes learning what not to do is just as important as learning what to do. How does a baby learn how to walk? They fall a lot. Does it? Does the parent talk to the child about here's the first step of walking? And you, you know, no, they. You, I, I probably did. <laughs> you wonder why Ashton overanalyzes everything. You, yeah, you put you put something they want in front of them, and then they wiggle their way to it, and they get better at wiggling, and then they get faster. And then you put it farther away, and the closer they get, the farther away you put it. So there's a little struggle there. You see, and as like a teacher, so one thing I'm working on, man, you you got me going deep here. Love it. <laughs> we're, this is where we're at. Uh, one thing that I'm working on in my own life and my own teaching, uh, I'm really proud of myself. I did a good job of that today, I think. Um, I don't always, but um, I try to leave more space in my teaching. So in other words, I leave more silence. I don't tell everything. I don't. I ask more questions. I, I give more time for answers. A student used to come in and I would – I care about them so much and I'm so passionate about percussion. I'd want to tell them everything that I know about X. Wait a second. I've been drumming for 35 years. They can't know everything. I, even if I tell them, it's, you know, it's like Carson and Kendrick. Great story. My, my two kids. Okay. I love them to death. They're awesome. Um, we go on a, on a vacation and they want to know every single moment itinerary of every, of a five day trip. <laughs> and I said, look, okay, here's the deal. First of all, if I told you, you would A, stop listening halfway through. <laughs> B, you wouldn't remember. And C, why are you worried about it? You know, get on the plane, find your seat, plug in, turn on the movie. And we're going, we're flying from Salt Lake to Miami. You don't need to know every city we fly over on the way. That's a good. That's that, a- would, that would annoy you. So it's like, just relax. And I will let you know what you need to know when you need to know it. And so anyway, that that keeps people from being worried about being worried with the possibility of being worried about... Not worrying enough. That they're worrying, not worrying enough. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You know, I had a warehouse manager that gave me a hard time. He goes, do you realize the first question you ask is what's wrong? (laughs) I mean, I walk in the morning and go, what's wrong? And he's like, dude, nothing has to be wrong. Well, yeah, because... If nothing's wrong, then I'm worried that nothing's wrong. There's nothing to fix. Then I have no. Why is there nothing wrong? Yeah, I have have no value. And instead of being able to step back and go, wait a second, I get to lead when I'm not fighting a fire. I get to step back and say, what direction do we want to go instead of what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, that's. I never thought about the value part of what you said, but I like that. If there's no there's no problem, then I don't feel valued because I'm not solving a problem. You know? Yeah. And, and, and as a supply chain guy, that's what they hire me to do is come in and fix things. Yeah. And so in, I, I want to find the problem because then intrinsically it gives me that, oh, I, I, I fixed something. When really if I step back and said, wow, then I can really lead. That was a big shift for me is from a leader, from a manager to a leader yeah. has been a big sh- – it's been hard because – even with the kids, I want to manage. I want to manage all the processes. We, we, I want to manage. We care about them. We want them to be successful. But it always goes back to, and, and this is the space thing for me, 
we let the child, the baby, the toddler have space. We baby proof whatever area they're going to be learning to walk in. And we go, great, go. So I think that's our job as mentors. And I, one of the other things I tell my new friends right off the bat, this freaks them out. I'm like, I'm not your teacher. Just get that in your head right now. I'm not your teacher. I'm your mentor, but I can't teach you anything. Newsflash, nobody can teach you anything. We can guide your awareness. We can facilitate your learning. But ultimately, the child teaches itself how to walk. What do you think of that, Gene? Gene, that seemed like something came on there for you. Well, one word that he said that was interesting was the self-taught. And like in psychology, we're talking about people that like, like how the brain works and stuff. And there's two schools of thought. Like your brain's a blank slate and you have to learn everything. And there's also a brain. There's also the way of thinking, oh, the brain knows everything. You just have to relearn it. Like get that memory back. Like say you know how to ride a bicycle, but you stop for five years. It's going to take you a little bit to remember but you'll still be able to do it. So I was just, I was just thinking. No, I, I, I like it. I like it. And I like that it's, it's clicking and it's getting the juices going because really, and this is the thing, right? As, as listeners and, and as learners is that we need to realize that we are in this process. I was thinking about that tonight as I, you know, as I was thinking about this whole podcast is the whole purpose is to be patient with ourselves. Realize that an adulting doesn't happen because I turned, I had 18 revolutions around the sun. It, it just doesn't. You know, I'm, I'm at 47 revolutions and I still go, ah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the old Chinese saying that says, when the, when the student's ready, the master will appear. Doc appeared, shared that with you, and you're going, <laughs> ah, I was ready to learn that. Yeah. Right? I was open to that. Doesn't mean that you've, you've locked it in. It doesn't mean you've got the wisdom of trying it, but you might have learned it. And I think there's a big difference there. The, the thing I like about the space thing is that if you um, if you leave space around you, somebody might have a better idea than you. Mm. And so like in my teaching, if I leave a little bit of space about how to do something, somebody might come up with a way to do it that I hadn't thought about breaking it down. Right. And that's when you become as the quote teacher. That's why I hate the word teacher not only from me to a student, but from a student point to me, if I'm the teacher, then I'm not learning. And I'm not mm-hmm. open to somebody else's artistic creativity and things like that. So I'm constantly, this is why I love teaching at the university and doing what I do, because I they teach me as much as I teach them, whether they realize that or not. Right. It may not be direct, but I'm like, I'll walk out of a lesson, man. That's a really good lesson. What did I do differently? You know, okay, I got to do that again. All right, to replicate that. So space is my big word. I said it every day before I started every one of my lessons. I said, Mike, space. And so. It, it, it sounds like it's part of your personal brand right now yes. as well, right? To, yeah. to, to say, hey, I need that space. Yeah. That's it. That's interesting. And again, it's it's totally out of love. Like right? I love progression, I love passion. I want them to be amazing. But I've realized the older I get, the more I teach, the slower I go, and the more space I leave, they get quick. They get better quicker because they're owning the information. They're coming up with the information, and so then it sticks. So I'm actually able to go faster with my students than I was when I was quote teaching them more. Yeah, and I and I wonder if that has 
and this is just me trying to draw connections here, but like, I wonder if that has a lot to do with intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, because at that point, leaving the space, it's all intrinsic. intrinsic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, so as the student, you're not trying, I'm trying to create an environment that you're not trying to uh, get the right quote, right answer. Right. Or you're trying to make me quote happy. It's all about you and the intrinsic process. I think we've tied that up really well. I, I do kind of want to move on just a little bit. You, you started talking about love for the game, love for the, love the for instrument, the love, yep. love for this sort of thing. And you have you have a definition for appreciate, an appreciation that I really like. And I was just wondering if you mind sharing with that with us real quick. Okay, so this is personal, sure. as you know. Yep. Um, Are you comfortable sharing yeah, it with everybody? No, okay. It's all good. It's all good. And you have to know that my son Carson is my stepson in order to really appreciate. I said they were my kids earlier because that's what they are. But they're my, to, in order to appreciate this story, you have to understand that my, they're my stepchildren. So Carson says to me a couple years ago, does something really cool, helps me out with something. And I said, uh, hey, man, I appreciate that. And he goes, okay, thanks. And he goes to leave the room. I said, wait a second, come here, come here, come here. I said, no, man, I really appreciate that. I said, you know, that's, what's the difference between appreciate and thank you? And this is what he says. So this is not my definition. Right. This is Carson's definition. He goes, well, appreciate means something like, you know, I, I like I like having you in my life and, you know, my life is better because you're in it and blah, blah. And I went, oh, my goodness. Wow. I'm stealing that. <laughs> and um, uh, Yeah, out of the mouth of babes, huh? No kidding. So we that's our thing, you know, and... and you know, it's so nice you do say thank you, but, you know, thank you for that or thank you for the water or whatever. But, you know, when I say appreciate, I appreciate you having me on the podcast or anything like that. That's a, way bigger than thank you, I think. And uh, so I've, I've, I've taken that. I've shared that with the studio and, you know, so, you know appreciate you folks for that. Right. You know. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you Thanks, Carson, sharing that man. with us. Yeah, yeah no, that's I, I like that it's a personal story um, because you mentioned that uh, as a stepson, he is your son, yeah, right? Absolutely. And 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 in order to appreciate the story and to understand that the the depth of it is, you guys are defining your relationship at, at a little bit older stage in his life, and yes. he's able to say. So he's able to have that open and honest and different communication with you to say, and you're going, oh wow, that is appreciate. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's yeah. that's powerful. I'm, I'm that's glad powerful. you shared it with us because a running segment on our show is language debates, where we take words, put them against each other, and realize okay. that our language is actually really important. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that's just really cool. Words matter. What? <laughs> Since <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> no, it wasn't in high school. No. Just, um, but yeah, I think that really covers about everything that I think okay. we're going to talk about, you know, okay. jumping on our personal brands, de- determining intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, and really not worrying about worrying about worrying about, et cetera, to the 10th power. Can I ask a question uh, as a, as a lifelong warrior, um, you know, do you have any trips or trips or tips tips or tricks <laughs> thank for 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 how because obviously you've trained yourself to get to that level right i i don't know when you first broke your finger did you go down the worry path or have you you know because because that yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that would be a lot but on a daily basis what about your normal i mean do you have anything like that any insight on that or personal learning that you've done you would, about could worrying? share yeah and how to how to overcome that or or you know, 
Okay. So the answer is I do worry. Um, obviously. Right. So I joke, I said, you know, sometimes they think I know a lot and, uh, I tell them, okay, well, yeah, I, I've, I've been around the block and, but I only know a lot cause I failed a lot. And I, you know, obviously you know that I'm not in my head. I'm like, yep, we all have. Yeah. 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 And, um, so yeah, I worry. I have like anybody. Um, I think the one thing I'm so passionate about what I do that I can just immerse myself in that and focus on, you know, I have a saying on my wall, another brand word. Boy, we've gotten, I think we've gotten through like 20 of them, but it says do one thing and do it now. And I like um, it. You know, that one thing might be to take a nap. You know, it's like, that's what I need right now. That's what I need. My one thing when I was driving here was like, I got to eat something or I'm going to be, I'm not going to be coherent here. Not that I am, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so I had my one thing is like, I got to stop and eat something. You know, my one thing might be to check my email or might be to practice. And then that one thing, I only do that one thing. And because I'm so ba- passionate about percussion, uh, it's such a calling for me um, that um, I'm able to put the worry aside and just focus on the task at hand because I'm able to immerse myself. And another really fun way to illustrate that to you is uh, performance anxiety. Uh, cause as performing artists, we have that, you know, we have to get up and do our thing in front of people and we all have the same worries about not being good enough and what are they going to think and all this kind of stuff. It's not and- the same as the shred shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Practice room. Uh, yeah. That Practice room. Yeah. yeah. Just like we, we, we have named this little, the woodshed studio. The woodshed. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, you know, so we got to keep working on that brand. We forgot to mention there it. Go, go ahead. Anyway. The woodshed studio. I like it. Um, and so. How do you overcome, you know, when you're playing, if you're thinking about all these extrinsic yep. things uh, that you have no control over, um, then you're not going to play very well. And so how do you immerse yourself into the task at hand in the moment in front of your face? And the way that I do that from is singing. I sing so loudly in my head, obviously. Nobody wants to hear me sing. But I sing. I'm like screaming in my head. Yeah. And I can do nothing else but hear that. And I love it. the voice inside of us that is saying, hey, watch out for this or watch out for that. Or here comes that hard lick or, oops, what if I don't play very well? What is that person in the front row thinking? Okay, I'm so immersed, I'm singing so loudly in my head that that other person or those other voices that are worrying are occupied. And yeah, they're, not, they're not silent. I made that mistake of trying to silence those voices and silence those worries. And that's the wrong path. The way to deal with that is to occupy what I would call self-one. If you're a Tim Galway fan, mm-hmm. inner game of golf, he would call that self-one. And yeah. you call self to our natural organic self. And so for a long time, I tried to silence those worries. Now I just occupy the voices that are telling me to worry about whatever it is I worry. And I'm yelling, I'm screaming so loud and singing so loud in my head that it's actually all I hear. Yeah, yeah. And I've had moments where I don't even hear myself play. What mm-hmm. I hear is actually me, my inner voice. Yeah. And that's where the music comes from and not you know, the, the, the drum or the mount, whatever it is, that's just the stereo. That's the speakers, but I'm the music. And so it makes that 
allows me to be intrinsically motivated and with an intrinsic process that allows me to get to my natural, organic self or what we call in the zone. Yeah. And when you're there, if you can live there, okay, in your daily life or whatever task you have, you'll be worry-free. You won't be worry-free, but you won't worry about worrying about worrying. Right. right. It, it won't add upon itself. It won't, it, won't, it won't stop you from being successful. Well, I, appreci- I appreciate you sharing that with us because that's, that's where that gets personal to me, that, that cross into that zone of where you're sharing what you do because we're not perfect. And I think that's the big thing that we need to peel back this this onion, this this disguise, that as adults, we're functioning adults, right? Do we still make mistakes? Absolutely. But but we're contributing to society. We're making a difference. But we've had to learn our own methods to get there and our own coping me- mechanisms. For me, I write. You know, it helps me. I'm, I, I used to, just much like you, as a, if you there was this thought that you just ignore them and they'll go away. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. So for me, I spend as much time validating and saying, Hey, this was, this is what's in the brain. This is where I can take it to the nth degree. Like Gene was doing with tenant, you know, it, but here's the reality that I'm in. And then, then, then the other thoughts can come and the freeing thoughts and the, and the, how do I take control thoughts? And then, then that can occupy the, the mind because I think, when you try to squish them out and ignore them, it's not valid. You got you got to validate them and say, okay, yeah, that is a real fear. If I don't eat, I'm not going to be able to be at my best self. Okay, that's a valid fear. Our body wants us to accept that. So you say, cool. I know there's a solution for it. I'm gonna. I put that in place. Now I don't need to worry about it anymore. I don't need to worry about did I make the right de- eating decision or the yeah. You're just done. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. You know, I think we're getting pretty close to time, and I think we've covered yeah. just about everything. Unless there's sure. anything else you wanted to share, there's any questions from the panel over here? No, yeah. I don't know. We all good? I would like to ask one question. Go for it. I would like to ask, who adulted this week? Oh, there you go. He's he's mm. segueing us yeah. into our who adulted segment. Um, I actually, ha- I know normally the host doesn't throw something in there, but I got something in there. Well, we're proud of you for adulting. So know, it's been right? a while since you've adulted on yourself. And, no, and, just and, kidding. I know it's been too long. Um. But so I thought about today, um, I was just finishing up my classes and some other homework and things. And mom comes into my room and says, Hey, um, your dad needs some help with your grandpa chopping down a tree. And while that was a good experience, we almost dropped the tree on my dad. That's no big deal. <laughs> I, I really hope grandma has a video of that. It was pretty dang close. Cause we hooked up the strap <laughs> and normally what you do is you hook the strap near the top of the tree so you can pull it towards you. We put it probably about what, six inches above where he was cutting. <laughs> so all we did was pull the tree down on top of it. But anyway, that's not the adulting part of the segment. The adulting part is going I'm, and. I might need some more sleep, but go ahead. Thanks um, for ratting me out for my inability to cut down a tree. No worries. Go ahead. Anytime. Yeah, uh, thank you. But the the adulting part of it was uh, going out and helping others. And I think kind of what we talked about today as well is is the uh, working together with other people. And so for me, that was like, oh, you know, that was a cool moment. Being able to help others for no particular reason other than offering a service to someone. So that's kind of what I got for our adulting segment. Um, but yeah, so that has been this insert of adulting decrypted thank you again doc for being here with us thank you all very grateful for this and uh
Like, like an adult. Hey! Went about in transit for the very first time. Like an adult. Learning about myself and my drive. And your drive. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting-decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.